0: To the Snap Marvel Cinematic Universe Recap Podcast, where we recap the latest and the greatest of the MCU. My name is Kayla Jewett, and today's episode, we are going to be talking about the last three episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, joining me today um, is my guest Mario Rivera. How are you?
1: <laughs> it's uh, it's been good. I'm we're living such a privilege time of having okay. so many MCU projects coming out, so I'm excited.
0: I know. It's nice. And then we get to watch it from the comfort of our own homes. Exactly. It's great. Um, So, Mario, if you want to introduce yourself to listeners, um, you can go ahead and do that. Yeah.
1: I am. uh, My name is that Mario Rivera. I'm the only Mario Rivera you need to know. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I used to formerly work at Dual Shockers under their YouTube channel. And currently, right now, I'm working kind of like on my own. and as well as doing my own podcast with a group of friends at point in progress, where we talk about all the games that we love while still thinking critically about them.
0: Love that. If you are unfamiliar with the show, um, what I'm going to do is pull up the Wikipedia descriptions of the episode and I'm going to read them. Um then we're just going to talk about each episode. So this is again, the last three episodes of Falcon and the winter soldier. So Big spoiler alert if you haven't watched the last three episodes uh what are you doing go watch them and don't listen to this unless you don't care which is which is on you and that's fine um but yeah Mario are you ready for me to dive in I am ready Okay so episode 4 uh the whole world is watching uh this one aired on April 9th of 2021 so, Ayo gives Barnes eight hours to use Zemo before the Wakandans take him, as Zemo killed their king T'Chaka. Zemo helps find Morgenthau at a funeral for her adoptive mother, where Walker and Hoskins intercept them. Wilson speaks to Morgenthau alone and attempts to persuade her to end the violence, but an impatient Walker intervenes and a fight ensues. Zemo destroys most of the serum before he is apprehended by Walker, who secretly takes the last vial. Io and the come for Zemo but Walker refuses to hand him over. In the ensuing fight, the Dormilagia humiliate Walker while Zemo escapes. Morgenthau threatens Sarah, Sarah is um, Sam's sister, uh, forcing Wilson to meet with her to attempt to persuade him to join her. Walker and Hoskins engage other members of the Flag Smashers, leading to another fight in which Morgenthau accidentally kills Hoskins. Enraged by his friend's death and having taken the serum, Walker uses the shield to kill one of the flag smashers in front of horrified bystanders who film his actions. Um, I'm trying to think of like anything huge that was missed, but I feel like for once Wikipedia yeah. did like a really good job in the description. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was actually pretty succinct. I was like, yeah, yeah, for beat by beat, that's pretty much what happened.
0: Yeah, normally I'm like, well, they left this out and left this out. Um, the biggest takeaway <laughs> is that. Yeah, the um Walker does take the serum and you I you just I just knew it was gonna happen. I was under the impression that like he might have already taken it and that they oh, were man. like keeping that a secret from us, but like I'm glad that they showed it in real time because he was like obsessed. Like it's, like the whole episode, I think he mentioned Super Soldiers and the Serum like ten times. Like <laughs> yes. he he starts talking to Bucky and he's just like you know this must be easy for you with that serum running through your veins and then when he's like trying to fight the the dormalage and they kick his ass he's like they weren't even super soldiers like dude was obsessed he could not let it go
1: <laughs> um, his favorite three wor- his favorite phrases are captain america super soldiers <laughs> and serum which have exactly. nothing to do with him but he loves to say it
0: they have nothing to do with him but he he really wants wants it to have to do with him um yeah mario give me your thoughts on this episode
1: uh I think this was definitely like a fun part especially when it, we, you know we got some more of um, the explanation. Oh you know what? the thing they might have left out in that description was the flashback to um uh, Wakanda with uh with Bucky um oh, where we actually get to did see leave him.
0: Out.
1: Yeah, that's the one thing they left out. But basically yeah, it's that scene where we actually get to see him sort of like purge those those impulses when he hears his catch, you know, those words. And it was a very uh, dramatic scene, especially for Sebastian Sane, who I think kills it in the show. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'm glad that at the very least they included that um, for his story. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I really, enjoy, I, 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 pretty much enjoy the show up until this point because we're getting interesting things and I did not expect Wakanda to be uh, even a remotely a part of it, let alone a fight, which I mm-hmm. thought was really cool. Cause those are really interesting characters that you don't get to explore. So I'm glad that they are a part of the show. Um, obviously, uh, it, no matter what Zemo still steals everything that he's in, especially this episode, um, when he's talking to the kids and he's getting the information and he's doing it in this, like, wh- lion witch in the wardrobe kind of way with the oh, Turkish yeah. delights. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, overall, I think that this was a good building up point to where we get to obviously the end of the episode, which is the very bloody finish, <laughs> finish um, with the, the the shield, the thing that's the identifier of the show being used not as a defensive weapon, but as a bludgeoning object. I think, it, I think overall, this was definitely like the turning point for a lot of things.
0: Oh, yeah. Having that like ending, like cinematic view of just like John Walker holding the shield and then it's just being like splattered in blood paints like a huge picture of like the show but also just like the 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 theming of the show that they're doing um which take i by the end of the finale i am a little confused about the messaging um but we will talk more (laughs) about that as we get there um (laughs) but yeah the yeah zemo is such a good character in the show and like I hate it. I don't want to like him for what he did, I but don't like, either. He did they make stuff. him so likable. They like did such a good job with it, you know? Um, it's
1: just like, hey, you know, this guy, he is a good dancer. He's very suave. You know, he has a point of view that you might understand. But don't forget in Civil War, he hung a man upside down and drowned him. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. He, he's done a lot of really fucked up things. Um, exactly. There, there's a good scene in this episode where, um, so. You know, they're going to go talk to Morgenthau and he, Walker's kind of, like, having, like, an episode. Like, he he's not patient. He's so into, like, doing the mission, getting the mission done. Like, he can't sit still. But they're like, give me ten minutes. And, like, Sam starts talk, talking to Carly about everything. And there's this point where, like, they're seeing eye to eye and they're, and, like, Sam's listening to her. And he's, like, understanding what her cause is and, like, understanding the reason what she's doing, like why she's doing what she's doing. Um, and obviously, like I, I I think Carly was a really like good villain, quote unquote, like um, she had a lot of really great motives. And like, there was a lot of points where you're like, are, you know, is she really a villain? Um, but towards the end of the series and she starts killing people, then you're like, yeah, that's, it's not really what you should be doing. Yeah. Um, she
1: Yeah, it goes kind of like off the rails at a certain point. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? Like what? Yeah, I mean, not- you, and
0: like the people around her can see it too. Like it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's as soon at the end of this episode when she accidentally kills Hoskins, right? Like everybody around her was like, yo, like what just happened? You know, um, <laughs> which ultimately leads to her friend's death, which is really the also Kind of a really sad thing about it too is like in the beginning of the episode she's talking to the the guy that gets murdered and he's like, yeah, when I was a kid I grew up and I was like a huge Captain America fan, and then like for Captain America to be the one that kills him like, out out in pure daylight you know in front of everybody like, yeah. uh, sucks.
1: That's that's wild because if you could think of it like she would have to be a fan of him during the first Avengers movie because mm-hmm. she's still young. Right. So she's a vet, she's a fan of captain America, saving the world growing up throughout these years. And then like sort of now on the other side of it, it just, it just sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's brutal to think about. Um, yeah. I think that conversation that she has with Sam, I think is one of the more poignant things that we're trying to reinforce that story. I I wish that we got more of that or in certain directions, um, you know, especially when we talk about later um, in the show. But I think this was a good point, but then it reinforces this impatient uh, nature of, of course, uh, Walker who has to, has to be the one that like, I am the captain America. I have to budge through and ruins literally everything. It's that same like thing of like, just if you just waited, (laughs) it might've been done here. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. And I think that's like, there's so many, correlations I think with like our military and like the police force in the US and like mm-hmm. just the exact same thing of like trigger happy like fucking brutal people who like yeah. don't care about like empathizing or like any of that. They just want to like go in and fucking get the job done in their head, which isn't the way that it works. You know, what is the job? What what do you think the job is? Like that's a whole nother whole another, i think story there um yeah. but yeah and i i've seen like so i watch a lot of tiktoks and like my whole tiktok feed is like basically disney plus stuff now which is great but um a lot How of many, people, uh, straw
1: hat goofy uh tiktoks have you seen go a bit, i bet a lot,
0: a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah there there i watched one the other day that was talking about like oh I don't really understand what, like, Carly and the Flag Smashers deal was. Like, we get that there's, like, refugees and, like, people are displaced, but, like, what, like, they feel, they felt, like, really kind of, like, washed out. And the reason that is, and I don't think a lot of people realize this, is that there's a whole nother subplot in this show (laughs) about a pandemic. uh, and obviously for for reasons they cut that out (laughs) so if you're if you're watching the show and you're like why does it feel like there's something missing here that's why because there definitely is something missing there um But yeah, Yeah,
1: I I was I would hope to hear that story, at least hear how it fletches out Carly and the Flag Smashers and where they come from, because a lot of it in the show is very much this one area that we see, um, which is, you know, surrounded by her. I think her foster mother, I think is what she said. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I am curious as to why the world at large seems to be behind her cause and where the other places are displaced and stuff like that. Like you can kind of get it with like, even like Sharon Carter, when she's like a prime example of someone that's been displaced from this, this whole time period. But then again, her problem started all the way back in civil war. So Mm -hmm. and a little bit before, but at the same time, yeah, I'm curious as if we were able to explore those areas and if we would care or at least have more credence and felt that the show is stronger overall, but we'll, 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 we'll never know, I guess.
0: Yeah, I guess. Yeah. They, unless they well, decided to know. say it. I don't yeah. think I don't know if we'll ever get that unless maybe like characters come out and talk about it. They probably have like signed so much shit, though, that like, oh, yeah, they can. They're like sworn to secrecy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I really I. I feel like Zemo in this episode as well, just like really, really. uh enforce that like no super soldiers ever thing right like when you see him (laughs) smash for some reason i was like oh he's gonna take like i don't know why but in my head i was like he's gonna turn and like something's gonna happen he was just like not he just like smashed all the vials and i was like all right you're really sticking to that good for you yeah so like they're really ingrating that into your brain that like Zemo does not like super soldiers the world needs to be rid of them um and then of to course. the degree
1: that he needs to <laughs> smash the vials and not even finish off the person that he was shooting. <laughs>
0: right. Like he was like actually this is more important. Um Yeah.
1: I'll deal with you later. <laughs> I can take care of a whole uh, world of problems right now.
0: Oh, what this, something else that happens in this episode in the fight with the Dormaje. Um Sam and Bucky jump in and yes. Ta- um I um Io like does some maneuver and like hits a like pressure point on Bucky's arm yeah, and it just it says, like, falls the... off. <laughs> oh, it says the
1: Konami code right there, just like bah, 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 bah. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's interesting because at the same time, it's like this was something that was like given to him and entrusted to him, and that looked like a different type of way that you would remove that device. Like, that doesn't seem like the normal way, mm-hmm. so it's interesting that it does feel like a fail safe and just, just in case, you know, like even the people that tried to help him also kind of still kind of have a back safe problem you know yeah it's
0: like it's like yeah we trust you with this but also like do we trust you because at the same time if you if you turn on us or you become the winter soldier again like we have a way for you to like we can remove that arm basically and like his face when she does it too like he looks shocked and like even Sam's like did you know they could do that and he's like no like oh I Bucky Barnes yeah. is like one of my favorite characters and I just my heart just breaks <laughs> for him like this entire series like I just have been so emotional and just I'm like Ugh, my boy but
1: no I, mm-hmm. I loved him ever since the first Avenger so to have him go through all this is still troubling but I'm glad that this is a series that will hopefully uh, clean the slate in some aspects and then maybe he can be the same uh, plucky person that he was in the first Avenger
0: yeah I think we were getting some hints of that towards the end, which is nice um yeah is there anything else on this episode that we wanna talk about before we move on to episode five?
1: uh just uh, I think the the only last major thing is uh the the big thing that happens that ends the episode, I think is still like horrific and yet mm-hmm. poignant and very uh directed uh, especially about things that we see almost every day on social media and youtube you know on twitter on you know just the every day there's a new video of somebody abusing their power and in this way it seems the most extreme um almost in a like grotesque like um what was there was a was something that it reminded me of and i'm trying to remember but ultimately yeah the visual the visual of it is just so grotesque (laughs)
0: Right. And then, like, literally having everybody on their phones and, like, documenting that because, like, you know, when uh, I don't feel like this isn't a really good comparison, but, like, you know, if the original Captain America were to be doing any fuck shit like that, like, they didn't have any ways to document these things and get it out immediately to be like, oh, this person's abusing their power. Right. Um, Especially in an era like like when Captain America was first round. Um, I mean, we know that Steve was a standoff guy, so whatever there, but, (laughs) but yeah, it just, it just says something there that, you know, what if, what if the people weren't there to document it? You know,
1: the story might've been twisted. Like, Oh, Steve saved the day by (laughs) bludgeoning somebody to death with a shield. You know, like that's, that story would absolutely have been told to one of those tall tales. So I'm, I'm, you know, we live in a world where, yeah, everything is documented everything is recorded. So, you need to be held accountable, and I and I do feel that we get that in the next episode, but I mean, it felt very light still, even mm-hmm. after what he did, but yeah, oh, we'll yeah. get there.
0: All right, so, so yeah, we can move on to episode five. Um, this one is called Truth, uh, and it aired April 16th. So, Wilson and Barnes demand the shield from Walker, leading to a fight in which Walker destroys Wilson's wingsuit. Wilson and Barnes take the shields, breaking Walker's arm. Barnes finds Zemo in Sokovia and hands him over to Dormilaje, while Walker receives an other-than-honorable discharge and is stripped of his title as Captain America. Afterward, Walker is approached by Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Um, we'll get into her.
1: Uh, <laughs> Good job on that pronouncing, thank, pronouncing thank everything you. perfectly.
0: Uh, Wilson leaves the damaged wingsuit with Torres and visits Bradley, who states his belief that a black man cannot and should not be Captain America. Wilson returns home and helps fix the family boat with assistance from several locals and Barnes, who delivers a briefcase from the Wakandans to Wilson. Barnes and Wilson train with the Shield and agree to move on from their past and work together. The Flag Smashers plan an attack on the GRC conference in New York City and are joined by, um baltrok i can never pronounce the name right
1: uh batroc
0: batroc okay there's no l I I, there but i always want to say that like i want to read I, it as yeah. Batroc.
1: i always just say batroc the leaper because that's the comic character i was like mm-hmm. that's i just say it as the full phrase <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh okay so they're joined by a uh, batroc who i'm not going to read that um who's <laughs> yeah the, fair enough <laughs> who the um power broker has hired secretly. Um, in a mid credit scene, Walker builds a new shield from scrap metal and his war metals. Um, so I do feel like a, a little bit was left out of here. This episode was a really there's a lot to unpack in this episode I think. Um, yeah, yeah there is. So, so yeah, they, they get the shield from Walker, they break his arm, um, they get out of there, Barnes gets Simo, and for a second there you think Bucky's going to kill him. He's got the gun. And then it's like he emptied it out. So like he didn't kill him and he surrenders them to uh, Dermolage, which is he got to check off a name from his book without harming yes. them, which is really important because that was kind of part of his thing is like no harm. Um, and then um, what else? Yeah. OK, so the, the Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Let me. Who the f- who the fuck is she? Because i <laughs> I do not read the comics. I have read the comics, sure. but I'm not like super caught up, and I'm not like a major. But like, I feel like this was can... the most random. I was like, is this the power broker? <laughs> what is happening? Like the most random character. So if you have anything to unpack there,
1: yeah. So. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I could have been the power broker at this time. But yeah, so uh, Val, who I'll refer to because I that, say <laughs> the same as you as well as you can. Uh, so Val in the comics, from what I remember from reading and then obviously just looking up a little bit later. So basically, Val uh, over the years has been an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. She's been a love interest of Nick Fury. Um, I believe she was actually in the live action Nick Fury in the 90s. Um, but basically, in the later years, she's actually become a member of HYDRA uh, under the name Madam Hydra and then, uh, has turned into another evil organization after that. So very much, uh, this version of this character and yeah, coming out of completely left field as this person walks in, especially who it is was also (laughs) like, it's, it's (laughs) Elaine, you know, it's, it's, uh, uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus. It's, it's insane. Um, just eating the scenery and like almost feeling like she's come from another movie. um, However, I did love every second of it, but at the same time, I do think that her character at the very least, just given those like basic things that I even said, I think could set up interesting things in the future, especially with her association with Walker. And maybe, maybe from either actually the next episode, there's a line she says that I think might continue uh, something uh, later, like we got uh, that we'll talk about in the next one. But basically... Yeah, bad person as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> this is not good for Walker, um, who is trying to do the right thing. So I'm very curious as to how this will go into, you know, the inevitable future, which um, I will talk more about when we talk about the next episode.
0: So, like, tell me if I'm correct or not uh, okay. in thinking of this. She's giving me, like, Suicide Squad vibes. Like, yeah, like is that kind 100%. of where we're heading
1: Maybe so. So, okay. So, also in this episode, we have uh, Zemo going to the raft. Right. uh, Which is their big, like, super villain prison. Uh, We do know that the person that runs the raft is Thunderbolt Ross. Uh, There is, obviously, in the comics, there are two. There's an era of comics where everyone's like, ah, we like the bad guys. So, we're going to basically have Norman Osborn become uh, the mayor and he's going to come in mm-hmm. and make his own super team. Right? So yes, there are suicide squad as characters in the Marvel universe as known as either two things, either the dark Avengers or the Thunderbolts. So either, uh, and then, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and hmm, I'll say it now. So basically in the next <laughs> episode that we're going to talk to uh Val, uh, gets a phone call about something that happens. I won't say what. Um, and she's like, did I do it? I don't know. I'm just kidding. No, but did I? She says that.
0: Right. right if that's right,
1: yeah. If that's tied to Zemo, that could mean that they are either building towards a Thunderbolt-like team or mm-hmm. a Dark Avengers, which would either be in charge of either Zemo or Walker. Okay. So that very much could be something that they're setting up here in these little hints of these characters. I also do want to say that Val is supposedly, um, was actually going to show up in Black Widow. Um, right. I, I, I knew that. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: We'll see. I guess so this wouldn't have been as, show
1: up. yeah, it wouldn't have been as awkward of like, woohoo who? <laughs> <laughs> if we gotten that introduction. But at the same time, now I'm excited to just see her in Black Widow.
0: Right. Um, yeah, my whole thought process on that is that if this is kind of like a anti-hero team-up thing that Marvel's setting up, it's so fucking, like, I love it. It's fine. It's funny. It's just so petty that, like, I think Suicide Squad is one of <laughs> the cooler things that the DC films have, like, put put out or slash working sure. on, you know? Like, the first movie was whatever, you know? But it was it was... It was fun. I I thought it was fun, but it was not a good movie. But, you know, they have James Gunn working on the new one. And I just think it's funny that if that is what they're doing, like Marvel's like, well, if (laughs) anything you could do, we could do better. Like, that's just like something that they like (laughs) are going to continue doing.
1: (laughs) But whatever. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I totally agree, and I'm, like, curious, because this is an era in comics that I'm, like, not the biggest fan of either. It takes place – this is, like, all the stuff that happens after Civil War in the comic books, and it's, like, Cap's dead, Iron Man's, like, off the rocker or whatever. And so, you know, these alternative superheroes come in, and I'm just like, I'm not a fan. But uh we'll, we'll see, because it, it's interesting. I feel like they're setting this up, but then they're also, like, slowly setting up, like – Uh, young avengers so like i have no idea i have no idea what direction we are going in and that scares me but also excites me at the same time
0: i think young avengers is definitely some somewhere that the series is headed and i'm very excited for um going let's um we're going to go off track so going back to the episode (laughs) um so walker again was met by uh val um and she's basically like here, answer your phone, call me or whatever. Answer your phone, and then she like here's he has a business card, business, card, business okay. card that's a blank card. Like, why? <laughs> I don't know. Um, that's
1: like Dark Avengers. I have no idea.
0: <laughs> so then Wilson leaves the damage suit to Torres, which is great because that's exactly oh, yeah. what everybody wanted because Torres in the comics is the Falcon. So, yes. um. Maybe that's gonna go into Young Avengers. Like we'll see, um, or will he have like a sidekick? Who knows? Um, yeah,
1: or Captain America Four.
0: There you go. Exactly. Um. Yeah. So then he goes and visits Bradley. Um, and then so they don't really break down the scene. Um, when when Sam goes and talks to, um to bradley there's like a whole breakdown of what actually happened because if you remember from like the second episode he didn't really tell them yeah what happened he said that he was tested on and drew like blood tests and then he went to prison for 30 years and that's really all we got from that um so he did kind of break that down a little bit for sam and um talks about how you know he met somebody there's a nurse that um that he like fell in love with and right. Was, was that the, the situation? Right. And that it,
1: yeah, or not, then fell in love with, took pity on him okay. and basically forged his death. So that way he could escape.
0: Right. Um, yeah. and had it to where like he was dead. So that, and then that's when he's like, really says like, nobody will know who he is like ever. Like you think yeah. just because like, you're just finding out whatever, like nobody literally will know who he is because he's like a dead man right now. Um, and really just does ingrain with him that, like, you know, Captain America in, in the eyes of, like, everybody else is always going to be this, like, blonde-haired, blue-eyed guy. Like, you cannot, you're not going to be able to pick that up, you know? And there's, there's so many, and I, like, obviously, like, I don't think I'm the right person to really dive deep on this, like, generational trauma and such that yeah. the the show breaks down, but there's so much baggage with that shield and like what people have done for the country that gets erased and not talked about, but on top of that, like being erased every day still, you know um, that I yeah. think the show is tying a lot into um, again, uh, towards the end of the show, I think it, a lot of centrist bullshit comes out and that's whatever. but um, but yeah, I think that's not, that the scene was like, really really emotional um to watch to like really break down that um but
1: yeah yeah i i uh so uh, without a doubt i i think that episode 5 is my favorite episode of the series partially th- this is definitely the key factor is what i thought was like the ethos of the story especially about sam's character and everything that has to do with you know, a black man becoming Captain America. Um, uh, the fun, the only little side fun story is that I I watch uh, a lot of uh, TV via my VR headset. So I was watching this and I was crying at the same time. Oh no! So so I was crying and I was like pouring out of my VR headset as I was uh, enjoying the show. But yeah, this uh this this scene just oh man, it was a wallop uh, to take in. And yeah, and I agree. Like I'm not the the perfect person to explain how this feels. But at the same time, I feel like it is impotent and powerful for anyone to see and, uh, why it's so important and why there's so many people that were fighting against this type of thing in their media. I just don't understand. Um, especially when it's so integral to your comics to begin with. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm happy that in the modern day movie, modern, uh, Marvel, uh, MCU movie able to tackle this and even like last uh, with the Division tackling grief and stuff like that I thought it was like hey I think that was an elegant way to talk about these things in, in, in popular media uh, this alone I thought was uh, truly powerful
0: yeah I agree Um, and after this we have Sam go home and like Bucky also shows up and kind of hits on his sister which is really funny um
1: <laughs> yes,, <laughs> uh, and they're
0: like helping to build back the boat, um and then, yeah, there's the scene of like Bucky and Sam like throwing the shield back and forth, basically like playing catch playing
1: catch, yeah,
0: and <laughs> it's like you're watching it, and like Bucky catches it so so easily. Because, you know, he's a super soldier and, like, one of his arms is made of vibranium and he just, like, catches it so easily. And you could, like, not only seeing, like, what the weight of Sam holding that means emotionally, but, like, the way that they portray, like, the second he throws it back, the way he, like, grabs it, you can tell that, like, it's it's hard for him to, like, really grab onto it and do these things. So it's, like, the way that the show writers made it to where it, like, weighs on him heavily emotionally and physically, um, I thought was a really um good parallel.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um what I also loved about this scene specifically is that it is a semi callback to where we found Sam to begin with. I mean, obviously we found Sam on Captain's Left, but uh after that, he we saw him actually at the veterans um or officer and he was, you know, he's a trauma person. He he's he's there that helps people through their pain. And for him to do that for Bucky was just so perfect.
0: Mhm. Bucky and I feel like he's done that for for Elijah as well. Like,
1: yes, 100 percent. I
0: feel like a lot of like a lot. Of, and then I mean, well, he's trying to do it. Um, not Elijah. Isaiah. Sorry. Elijah's uh, the son, the grandson. Yeah.
1: And then grand nephew, grandson.
0: Something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some um, relation. But um, I, she, he also does it to an extent with Carly. And like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of times where he's like de-escalating John Walker. So like, yes. that definitely does get brought up a lot. Which, now that you you bring it up, you know, I'm kind of seeing that, which is cool. No, uh, oh,
1: yeah, it's 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 integral to his character, and hopefully, he can do that for America. Yeah, because he becomes Captain America. Right.
0: Exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then like even Bucky's like, you know, I like me and Steve we didn't realize like we when we thought about this like we knew that you were the perfect person for it but like of course like we we didn't realize like the toll this would take on you as a black man to hold that shield like of course we didn't realize that because th- i mean look at where they came from like the generation they are yeah. in like they're not going to see those things they're not going to understand those things um so that i think like showing say i'm talking to bucky and they don't really show this but you can tell that they have like a a, a conversation about it Um which is nice. Um, this is also
1: the most empathetic they've been to to each other. Oh, yeah. uh, otherwise, they've either been joking uh, or sniding at each other. Um, <laughs> this is the one time where it's like, they're just being real and they're accepting of each other's uh, truths. And uh, it's definitely welcomed, you know, two men talking about their feelings. Who would have thought?
0: Who would have thought, right? <laughs> two, two guys, two Avengers sitting in a forest, 10 feet apart cuz no. they're not gay. Um that was a terrible vine reference, but it's fine. Um also, but yeah, what you were saying about them like both kind of talking about uh their traumas and such, um it's not mentioned in the Wikipedia article, but like Sam also is like you need to you need to make amends for what you're doing because you've been avenging, you haven't been amending. Like a lot of these people you can take care of by like you know, in the first scene where he like goes to the senator and does the scene in the car, you know, like, whatever. But, like, yes. think about the people that you did leave behind. And, like, obviously, we're thinking directly to the older man that he goes and sees every Wednesday, who he killed his son as the Winter Soldier, you know? So, like, Sam's saying that to him to, like, you need to make amends if that's what you are trying to do, you know? Um, which ties into the next episode. Um, but, yeah, we have... The flag smashers are now in New York City. How the fuck did they get there? First of all, I don't know. Like We're, they are literally t- like quoted terrorist refugees. Like that's what they're quoted as. And with the security, that, I mean, I don't know what five years in the in the future of of the the blip means for security. <laughs> but like it's pretty lax, you know, security nowadays. Dumb. Yeah, like like how the how would her and all of her people <laughs> be able to just show up to NYC? Like,
1: how? I mean, if we really break down how they're able to do anything, it is interesting. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, all right, how do you have the resources to do this? The trucks, the cars, the people, the masks. How'd you make the masks? You guys are in it. You know, like, well, I guess you like, can go. Uh,
0: I don't know. I guess I think, people
1: are just like, hey, here's here's some resources just because I, I feel your cause. And, I you know, we do see that. So I guess that is semi explained. Right. I will say, like, they know a guy that has a plane. Clearly,
0: <laughs> yeah, like so. I was gonna say, is like they don't show any of that, but I feel like it's kind of a tie in again to like so many people are beyond like behind this cause that they could get away with it somehow. Yeah. But like, I just like
1: actually, whatever. fun parallel. Uh, so parallel would be like in the same way, like where the world is coming together to help Kylie, uh, get yeah, Carly and her, her, um, her what am I, word am I trying to find her agenda, her, her, her cause, her right? cause, yeah, all these people. You know, giving her resources, right? Blowing up. Like they have bombs somehow. All right, cool. But that's the world coming together and helping her to do her thing. At the same time, we finally get that at the end of this episode when they do the boat, when the I think the whole town comes together and, like, <laughs> really helps out. It's similar. It's like the world coming together in these moments of need. Um, but that's that's what I found interesting. One was bombs. One was fixing a boat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, they're they're gonna go attack this conference where they're gonna vote. It just so the Wikipedia just says it's like a GRC conference. They're gonna basically make this vote that will like build up the borders again, and yeah, like I'm like push what, everybody what exactly? out. Exactly, yeah, yeah. I'm like I don't. I'm still not fully sure on what this vote will do. I know it is not good uh, for. Carly's cause, because I think it will like reset the borders and make like stronger border legislation, things like that. Um, is kind Mm -hmm. of what it seemed like was happening. Um,
1: Yeah, I I always wish that uh, Disney Plus or, you know, Marvel would just release these short form documentaries in the same way, like at the, was it the Spider-Man movie that had like the movies on the, on the airplane that was like Mm -hmm. explaining the blip and stuff like that. I wish they actually came out and like gave us context for certain things. So that way, like what happened to the world? So that way, like, you know, the GMC explained and then just tells me a little bit like, what Yeah.
0: Sorry. I wonder if there is like a website, like with with Marvel and MCU that has like breakdowns of the episodes better than like Wikipedia with like, things like that. There's probably not. But that would be smart for them to make a little like lore lore tidbits that go deeper yeah. into I mean, especially since What's they the... like cut a whole subplot out. Like I feel like that'd be exactly. really important.
1: Yeah. What's the 60 minutes in the MCU?
0: Right. right.
1: Right. The Daily Bugle's gotta do something to
0: do. Oh, that'd be so funny if they release like Daily Bugle. Snippets mm-hmm. like did a recap of the episode. Oh, that'd be so funny. Okay, anyway. Uh, the mid-credit scene-it's <laughs> the first mid-credit scene of the series. We see Walker building a new shield from scrap metal and like his war medals as well. Um, I was just like, this dude is so pathetic. That is what I thought. <laughs> there was like a part of me that was like, yeah, you know, get rid of your war medals. Obviously, they don't mean shit because they yeah. don't like. Th- Something we didn't talk about it, but like before, like when he's getting his discharge, they're like, you know, saying you're not Captain America anymore, blah, blah. blah. And he goes, "You made me who I am. Like you made me this way." And like, what a what a way to kind of <laughs> talk about like yeah. the white conservative man in America, you know, or think or not just that, but just like the police force in general and the way that they are as like brute force as they are without proper due diligence or like training is. The government made them that way. Like, it's not just, like, they're doing it to do it. Like, there is a whole, like, (laughs) a whole generation to unpack here, like, of what the police does and, like, why they are the way that they are. So, for, damn, for, like, again, I'm I'm not completely praising Marvel and Disney Plus because, again, they go into some centrist territory towards the end. But, like, what a way for a show about superheroes that, like, probably a lot of, like, police, like, right-wing people watch and are into, because America, you know, uh, a Captain America-style show that is basically saying, like, Mm -hmm. look at who you are, like, look at who you are, and look at the things that you do. Like, we are making direct parallels to these people, right?
1: Right. No, for sure, and I mean, the, he Walker even mentioned it in the episode previously with um, when he's having that conversation with uh, Hoskins, where he's just like, "You know what they made us do to get these medals?" Like he he makes these references of like probably abject horror that he had to go through and mm-hmm. had to do on behalf of America. Like it's so interesting how Sam and John Walker are probably from the same war, right? Because Sam, I believe, was a. Uh, air, air force pilot or at least you know with the with the wings mm-hmm. um, in the same war that you assume that john walker was also fighting but they come at it so many different ways and not only top of that how bucky and america or Cap, you know steve had to deal with their war and how different it was right so it, it is it is interesting to see all these parallels and you're you're absolutely right to see <laughs> the white man's plight <laughs> yeah of being on display here
0: for sure um yeah but yeah is there anything else that you want to get into about this episode that stuck out to you, or
1: other than yeah, the the like the Bradley stuff is still just still mm-hmm. haunts. Just I still feel the pain uh, coming from his voice and telling that story. But otherwise, yeah, no, this was my favorite episode.
0: Yeah, it was great. And I mean, the way that it's called "truth" and there are so many like truths that kind of come out or get revealed, you know, or whether it be like. Yes. A truth of the situation with Bradley or like the truth of like what America has like built, you know, um, all yeah. of it.
1: Um, and Bradley's, tri- you know, his, his past is based on truth. Like this right. happened. <laughs> exactly. It's like this, the real love parallel to that.
0: Right. Um, but yeah, uh, we can go into the last episode. The finale is called One World, One People. Uh, and this aired April 23rd. So, right from the start, I'm I'm so, like, this, when this scene happened, and by the way, I will say, like, I've been asked so many times, like, do you, like, do you want Sam to be Captain America? Do you want Bucket to be Captain America? I was, like, I was totally in the field of saying, like, neither of them, because, like, I think both of them are strong characters on their own, and they don't need to, like, take up a mantle of another character to, like, make themselves better perceived better i guess um however this show has like totally changed my perception on that and this intro scene where we see sam wilson fly into uh new york to stop the flag smashers in his brand new captain america uniform and it has wings and they're totally like eagle wings and not falcon wings because America, you know, of course they're fucking eagle America. wings. Um, but goddamn, he uh, looks so good in the suit. He looks so I love good.
1: It. Chills. Uh, he looks, looks so cool.
0: Good. So yeah, like the second it happened, and I, I watched it twice, but like the second it happened the first time, I was like, ah, I was like, oh my God. Um, so yeah, wearing a new Captain America uniform and flight suit from the Wakandans, Wilson flies into New York to stop the Flag Smasher's attack with the help of Barnes, Carter, and Walker. Carter accidentally reveals that, oh, see, Winter, okay, you know, Wikipedia, I'm gonna just read this and just know that it's all over the place and it's fine. Uh, So Carter accidentally reveals that she is the power broker to, to Botrock and kills him while Wilson attempts to reason with Morgenthau before Carter kills her as well. Wilson convinces the GRC to postpone the forced relocation of displaced people that Morgenthau died fighting for and instead make efforts to help them. The remaining serum-enhanced Flagsmassers are caught by Barnes and Walker and sent to the raft, but they are killed by Zemo's butler en route. Um, Val gives Walker a brand new uniform and codename U.S. Agent. Barnes makes amends with everybody he hurt or enabled as the Winter Soldier, while Wilson has a memorial dedicated to Bradley added to the Captain America Museum exhibit. In a mid-credit scene after receiving a full pardon, Carter rejoins the CIA and intends to use this access to sell government secrets and resources. They left so much out on this one. <laughs> like, yeah, as soon yeah. as I started reading it, I was like, oh no. Um, yeah, so yeah, they, they go to New York to stop the Flag Smashers. There's a lot of fighting and Flag Smashing happening. Um, <laughs> y- there is a such there's such a cool scene. So, um, so <laughs> Walker rolls on up here with his fake ass Captain oh, America yeah. shield, and oh, no. <laughs> yeah, he, he goes straight at her and she just like kicks it and it goes flying and just like
1: yeah falls
0: <laughs> on the ground. It's so embarrassing, and she even smiles like, You, like, yeah. oh, Walker, <sighs> he's so cringy. Um,
1: yeah. I I love I gotta say I love the actor he's a great dude uh, but otherwise yes this, this so bad uh, yeah.
0: so bad I and mean, we're uh, we're meant to hate him right like he he does a good yeah, job we're... at his at his job
1: <laughs> yeah he does <laughs>
0: um so that happens and then there so Walker is fighting with the with the guys in this episode um Carter shows up to help as well and then there's this whole scene where oh but before we even get to the the underground scene um. They basically like stuff all these senators in these trucks, and then, yes, surprise the flag smashers are driving the trucks and stuff. Um, and there's a scene where they're about to like fall down, and then you see so you see Walker, he sees Carly go in one direction, and he sees the um, the truck full of senators in the other one. And any other time he has been so like mission oriented that he would have been like, fuck those people. I have to go get Carly. But he yeah. he does his little little like trigger that he does. And then he snaps into it and he's like he goes to pull the the truck up and lets Carly go. So for like for finally, I'm like, all right, Walker, good job, buddy. You're doing something right. Proud of you thank you. Um, And then he ends up getting, like, knocked down by the Flag Smashers. The thing is about to yeah, fall. Yeah, comes
1: back and punches him. <laughs> yeah,
0: literally. The thing is about to fall, and then all of a sudden, like, you see it, like, catch itself, and you, like, you see Sam, who is not a super soldier, he's just in this badass suit uh, from oh, the commons, and he's, like, pushing it up with his, like, jet packs, like, to help him push, and then he has, like, a whole bunch of little red wings, it looks like, that, like, attached yeah. to it, and help, and it was just, I was like, ugh. Uh, and then and then the guy was like, yeah, that's Black Falcon. And he was like, no, that's Captain America. Like, oh, that scene was so good.
1: Yeah, that was so great. I, just just how triumphant he looked. That, again, costume looks awesome, in my opinion. Looks really, really cool. Just to see that and see that reaction is so perfect.
0: It's so good. And I, I think, like, maybe the Wikipedia translation was just, like, minimal because most of it's fighting scenes. But they're so good. Mm. They're so... They good. are good. And they did such a good job with like showing off.
1: Even the helicopter stuff oh, too. Yeah. Like uh the singer like calling someone that has military experience in the car, talking to him to like doing a synchronization. Using red wing
0: like... Red Wing did that. Like Red yeah. Wing just literally like visualized these people and did like background checks on them.
1: Like, what the <laughs> yeah, hell? Yeah. <laughs> Advanced Siri just on his back. Right. Um, so cool. All all these, like, oh oh, and then uh when he does that, or I'm trying to remember was it that one, or was it something else, but basically he like he's on a bridge and he uses the wings to cover him, and then like I think it's a helicopter lands on him and like bounces off mm-hmm. oh, so cool <laughs> you
0: think those wings are vibranium
1: they are vibranium they so, are okay
0: yeah because
1: they are because they're from Wakanda, so that would only make sense um right, but for yeah that that uh god, and then later obviously the the, the use of his suit with, obviously, with the the shield, the two red wings, and the fact that later on when he's fighting Carly, or he's not fighting Carly, I should say, he uses them as braces onto the ground. Oh, that seems so, so good, cool. too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God.
0: God. That yeah. suit is awesome. There's so many good fight scenes that show, show it in use. Um, but yeah, after that, they, like, go underground to go look for Carly. And, surprise, Carter is, like, talking to Carly and is revealed to be the power broker which I kind of hate but whatever yeah. um, I the the more like the more I watch Marvel content the more I don't like Sharon and I wish I did and I don't like ugh, I wish I liked Sharon I I just don't like her because I, I of just, so many weird I, I motivations that, that she and has I, the,
1: the reason is because Peggy Carter aka uh, oh my god I can't believe I forgot her name I would love it, her uh, What is her she, name um, I'll just oh, say Peg- actress. Yeah. Oh, uh, Haley Atwell. Name. Haley Atwell. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I I know it. I don't know why I didn't think about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's just so fucking awesome, and the fact that she was so iconic as Peggy, and then even getting her own show and stuff like that—that that she really just overshadowed any attempt with Sharon Carter. That like she got the shortest end of the stick, I think, in any of the MCU. Uh, not any in the MCU, but in this Captain America side of the world. Where, yeah, Sharon Carter is someone that is, you know, a badass spy, just like the rest of them. And there were hints in here that were cool. But once we learned that it's all in service of this other plot, it just it kind of didn't ring uh, as true. Um, but, yeah, it, it does suck that it's now revealed that, yay, she's the power broker. Great. Yeah,
0: I was very firm. I know people were, like, thinking it was her. And I was, in my head, was like, that's too easy. <laughs> That's what I told myself. I was like, "That's too easy for her to be the power broker. Yeah. They have to be setting it up for somebody else, and she has to be working for them." Like they were very prominent with saying, like it was a like they went by like he him pronouns and like mm-hmm. I I don't know. I was like, it was too easy, and of course they wa- they were just like, no, here you go, he <laughs> he. I think it's stupid, whatever. Um, but yeah, so Sharon is the power broker. Um, she must have been working really hard the last five years to build up some some things in Madripoor I mean I'm sure she already had all this government secrets and knowledge and working with the Avengers it just makes a lot of sense I guess to for her to have this access yeah. um, but she the only three people in the room who know this are her Carly and Batrock. and she kills him and then Carly and Sam get into it and she kills Carly so like nobody knows like Sam doesn't know nobody knows that she's the power broker except for us
1: no, um, that's what makes the post-credits is, not as interesting either.
0: Yeah, like, they they pardon her at the end, and then she's like, yes, I'd love to have my old position back in the CIA. And she walks out, and she's like, we're about to have some government weapons and secrets that are, are going like, to go for sale.
1: Who are you talking yeah. to? <laughs> like, who are you speaking with? Um, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll probably see her in Armor Wars. This sounds like the most lo- logistic place she would be.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Um. But yeah, after after that, um Sam shows up with with Carly's body and hands are off and all the newspaper the news people are like who th- th- did the government give you Captain America shield like who made you Captain America? blah blah and he just like ignores all of them and I love it. Like he's yes. just like I'm not fucking talking to you all. Um but yeah, there there's a really great scene uh, of him, you know, talking to the senators and basically being like, and this is the part that I I get upset with. Uh, and yeah. I think you know, I think the whole point is that his heart is in the best place, right? Like he knows the weight of what he's doing. Like he knows as a black man carrying that shield, like, wh- like how, like powerful that is. Um, but also like how hard it is in his position, and you know, he even says to the Senator when, when he's like, you have no idea how hard this is. And he's like, are you kidding me? Like, how are you going to tell me how hard it is? Like, it's just a whole bunch of people like you are sitting in that office building, making these decisions, which like, great. Love that. But I think it, it, what gets, uh, what gets weird for me is, I don't know. There's a lot of like weird tie-ins with like, with like military propaganda and in the mm. comics and such. And like, uh, I don't know. I don't even know the right way to like articulate my feelings. um, And how like hard it must feel for, for Sam to carry that weight, but also like, like a cab, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. it's a weird feeling. It's a weird feeling to have, um, knowing that like how many like like black children are gonna see captain america and be like this is the the fucking coolest thing this is the the most like amazing thing but also that part of me that's like a cab you know like i don't know how many times i have to like say that it just it sucks it's like uh it's a it's a weird thing to talk about and again i'm not the best person probably to talk about that um yeah there's aspects
1: of the of the of the speech that I think that does work with me Um, specifically when he breaks down um, when he tells them that they're referring to people by labels, specifically Mm -hmm. uh, terrorists and uh, thugs, which I thought was very poignant, um, uh, especially in language that you would hear on Fox news or anywhere else. Um, Right. But then there are, there are things too where I'm like, it's not going to be that clear cut. And I, it is interesting that they all come to the decision to to be like, yeah, sure, we'll do what you say. And when I don't know if it was definitely conveyed properly in this scene specifically, it also felt so rushed in this one segment. Um, mm-hmm. But there are things there that I like. But then, yeah, I do agree. There are things, too, that I felt like were not hitting the right notes that it needed to be hitting.
0: Right. Yeah, it's a very complicated feeling that I have because it's like, oh, I get it. Like, it's a comic movie. It's a comic show. It's not real and based in reality but like for a show to have so much um like political commentary on like displacing people from their homes and like even talking about like the way that they talked about isaiah and everything is a direct correlation to like the previous wars that we've had in the u.s and like forcing like black men to go and fight and um testing them with with different you know there's just there's so much happening here and i it's it is very political um and it but at the same time it isn't black and white and i feel like that's what they're trying to make it as like a all right we're going to work together now and it's going to be fixed and it's great um and maybe you know in captain america 4 we'll get more of that and like yeah it'll address you know more of that situation
1: yeah i um, hope there's fallout cuz obviously like i said like it can't just go perfect you know yeah. so
0: and there is a really good scene um where before sam brings Bradley to the museum. Um he's talking to him. He's like, "So I guess, you know, you're Captain America now." And they have like banter about it, but he says like, you know, like we built and bled for this country, like like of course like I'm going to serve it in this way, you know, like who nobody's going to tell me that I can't. Like I deserve it more than anybody else does, basically. Um So I really I really did like that whole last segment with Sam Isaiah um and then Elijah and then bringing them to the museum I thought was yeah. really so emotional I started crying as soon as they walked up to the statue um of <laughs> Isaiah and he hugs Sam and he and Sam's like they'll never forget what you did for this country and like I just started crying I was like oh my god
1: Are you uh, perchance a Doctor Who fan at all?
0: I'm I'm not no No it's okay. I was on uh, Tumblr when it was like the craziest shit and everybody oh, was going absolutely. crazy over Doctor Who and I tried watching it and I couldn't get into it
1: that's that's fine um the one thing i will correlate this episode with is one of the famous more famous episodes in the newer series where uh the doctor and his companion meet up with Vincent van gogh during his uh time when where he was you know doing his art and at the time no one gave bad an eye they thought his art was trash and mm-hmm. he you know was suffering through some very terrible stuff um you know, eventually, as you know, uh, c- committed uh, stuff towards himself um, mm-hmm. towards the end. But basically, the plot of the episode was: since Doctor Who is a time traveler, he t- he takes Van Gogh to a museum that has a s- exhibit of Van Gogh art and talks to the proprietor there, and he says that Van Gogh is probably one of the greatest artists of all time and will be cherished as such and. Shows Van Gogh that one day he will be appreciated that so much reminded me of this episode um, mm-hmm. of this idea of like feeling that everything was all all not but having Sam and having someone t- to show you the way that like life is going to be okay. I thought was so great, especially about this episode um, when it talks to you know Elijah and his not unwillingness to be a part of this, but to for him to finally open up the moment he sees his exhibit and the the placard if you read a little of the placard it tells his exact story and um for his nephew to also be there and see it like it's just so um, again the elijah story like completely like you know i'll, I'll forgive so many mistakes of the show i just love it so much um, yeah. and i'm glad that they were able to tell it and i it personally leave it off on such a beautiful beautiful note and then we get a cookout
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and then yeah they go back and sam and bucky uh hang out in louisiana i'm gonna find out where they film this i'm gonna go visit and mm-hmm. and look for the boat i guess if it's real um and <laughs> hang out and just pretend that i'm i'm hanging out with my boys yeah. um also like, with
1: his uh Kmart cake
0: <laughs> yeah, he's so cute. The scene that I was talking about earlier with Sam catching the the truck and like lifting it up. They like zoom in on on Bucky's face and he <laughs> makes the sweetest little smile and I was like,
1: "Oh." oh when he called um, him Cap earlier too or later too, I was like,
0: "Ah." Uh, yeah, he says Cap. Oh, love it. Um Wikipedia doesn't talk about this, but um we do see Bucky go and talk to um I forget the man's name, but uh, let's see.
1: Yeah, I forgot. I looked it up, but it doesn't say.
0: Um, He goes and talks to the man that he killed his son, and he tells him, and it's so emotional. He's like, your son was murdered. Like, the Winter Soldier did it. I was the Winter Soldier. And he's like, why? And he's like because I had to and like he seems so like oh my boy he was so sad but he made amends (laughs) and he left and he walks past again and sees him drinking his drink and eating his food and enjoying himself and he doesn't Uh seem you know it seems like he got his closure that he needed Uh um uh so and then he wrote his he wrote his therapist and gave her steve's book and all the names are crossed off um yeah
1: she Good has time. like a powerful item in the MCU, as far as I'm concerned. She has Steve and the Winter Soldier's book. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: oh yeah, um, yeah. Um, anything else that that about this episode that you want to talk about that stood out to you?
1: Other other than it, it, coming full circle with the the Sam story, I will say I think that, and I'm curious. I don't know if it would be tied to the that pandemic storyline, but I'm curious of that. The, the the show is heavily focused on the Falcon. I would feel like it's not enough in my taste about the winter soldier. There mm-hmm. are elements of it for sure throughout it, but I almost wished that we had more time with that to even them out. Um, but at, at the same time, uh, you know, this, these stories will always continue on and whatever problems I usually have, they usually get <laughs> fixed or added onto down the road. So, uh, hopefully that, you know, Hopefully gets a better resolution. Uh, Oh, I'll say Walker kind of ends on a flat note as well. He's just like, oh, you get a new suit and everything's a okay.
0: Like, you've done all these terrible things, but here you go. We're just going to give you a new suit. You still represent America, by the way. You know, like, whatever.
1: Yeah, and it's like, oh, you don't need to be called Captain America. We need a U.S. agent. Like, whatever. Um, (laughs) You know, what about the time you lied to Hoskins' sister? She remembers. Um, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, for yeah. a
0: man, uh sorry, I, I hate to keep bringing this shit up, but like for a man who is married to a black woman who his best friend was black and like was clearly like really close with his family, like he is really fucking tone deaf. Um, yeah. But anyway, that's for sure. That's another story. um Anyway. <laughs>
1: uh the only last thing would be i guess the zemo a small part that he had in here which was blowing up the remaining uh (laughs) flag smashers yeah um and then him being in the raft like i said in my opinion has to be setting up the thunderbolts um which would mean that we'll get thunderbolts ross again in here some capacity because he's also actually actually you know what i just remembered he's in the trailer for black widow So, and if if Julia Louis-Dreyfus is also in there, do they have a scene together? And if so, is that the connecting tissue here, which would Mm. bring the Thunderbolts and or the Dark Avengers wherever they decide to go? Um, I'm interested because does that also mean that Thunderbolt, uh, I don't know if you know this, but Thunderbolt Ross also becomes a a Hulk at some point?
0: I did not know that. I mean, we do have She-Hulk.
1: Yeah, we have that show too. I mean, he could be in yeah. there in some capacity, right? Because the uh, abomination's gotta be in there.
0: Right. Right.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. These are yeah, all speculations. That, that, I have that, no idea. But
0: we'll <laughs> that Zemo scene where like he <laughs> the the super soldiers get blown up, his butler does it, and then all of a sudden it like goes into him on the raft and he just like looks at the camera, like kind of breaking the fourth wall a little bit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'll see yeah. you later. <laughs>
0: Um, I overall I thought the show was excellent. I, I was like, it's I've talked about this before, but I was never like a huge Captain America fan, um, until the Winter Soldier movie, which I think is one of the best, um, out of all of them, and um, I liked that. I felt like this jumped off of that movie quite a lot. Oh yeah. Um, which is probably why. Like I liked it so much, but again, with like, like for them to make a show that is like so heavily like, um, political, I, I really enjoyed seeing that from Marvel because they've done it in very minuscule ways, um, in other films and other things that they've done. But this really like hit the nail on the head and especially, you know, I think they they did it for good reason. I think they did because, um, you know, being able to explain to fans of the series like, like, this is who's gonna hold the shield, and but also like this is the weight behind that, and y'all need to understand that, um, and why this is important. You know, um, yeah, I liked it. It was nice. No.
1: Yeah, as uh, a resident, so I Captain America in the comic books wasn't really my thing, but. For some reason, so I'm a huge Superman fan. Mm-hmm. Captain America to me is just about as implementary of Superman in the MCU as, as as it can be. And including the first um the movie, the first Avenger. Also I'm also a huge fan of the movie The Rocketeer. Uh and it very much has the Indiana Jones Rocketeer vibe to it, so that's why I totally vibed with it. But even uh Chris Evans's portrayal as uh Steve Rogers, you know, I just you know, I don't like bullies. You know, like that's that mission statement at the very beginning, all the way up through Winter Soldier, all the way up to end game and the relationship that he has developed with Sam when he passed the shield on, I law, I got so teary eyed because I thought it was so Mm -hmm. perfect. And for this show to elevate that and make it, make it such a harder choice, but at the same time, make it still the perfect choice.
0: Right. Yeah. That's how I feel. I, I love that. I thought, I thought it was great. Um, I, for some, for some reason, I've seen a lot of commentary. That's like, wandavision was better or like this show was better than wandavision i'm like why can't they be like their own separate things i thought they were both really great in different ways um they both did things very differently and um yeah it was good it was good time um for sure you've talked a little bit about things that you like are hoping that they hint for things that might happen like speculations is Mm -hmm. there anything um specific that you really want to see Um, Come out of the MCU that maybe hasn't been announced yet, or maybe it has been announced and you're like speculating more.
1: Well, uh, very much like everyone else, when they saw uh, Evan Peters show up in WandaVision, I thought for sure we were getting our first tease of X-Men. And mm-hmm. uh, very much like everyone else, I was very sadly disappointed. Yeah, I was
0: like screaming. Uh, yeah, I, I know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I very much am very excited when we eventually get the introduction to the Fantastic Four and X Men. Uh, I, I just for some reason have a, I think it's just growing up and reading the early runs of um, there was uh, the Ultimate Comics, which is like like where Miles Morales shows up. Reading those early runs and getting used to those characters. I just want to see them. I just want to see them interact with each other, and the fact that eventually that'll happen. Um, but from what they've kind of like teased so far, I am I am a huge uh, young Avengers fan, so. Whenever the fact that I get to see these people in live action together using their powers, I'm I'm geeking out for it. WandaVision was a treat, <laughs> and then seeing mm-hmm. this character here, and then clearly we have a character in, in Hawkeye and Miss Marvel's a, you know a character that's going to be presenting very shortly. Miss um,
0: Marvel, we got Kate Bishop. Yeah, you know, like and, there's so many options.
1: <laughs> and then hey, who knows? Uh, you know, uh, Loki uh, at one point goes to becomes a, t- a kid. And he, he joins up with their team. So who knows? Maybe they decided like, hey, you know, Tom Hiddleston's going to take a break. Wanda's it's going to be kids? this kids.
0: Yeah. We're going to rescue them. We're going to rescue oh, them. Oh,
1: my God. Oh my God. Uh, the one the one thing that I was afraid of. And now I don't. I mean, well, we'll see, because now it seems like it is happening is the Spider-Man stuff. Because part of me is like, I want them to tell just the normal story. But then the other part of me is like, but what if. Fan service. Fan, fan service. fan service. <laughs> and just tie up problems that I've had with those previous films and be done with it. You know, like give complete. Cl- I don't think I've ever thought I'd get that complete closure for certain things. Um, yeah. So we shall see. Um, but Yeah. I think uh, we have a long road ahead. I don't know where the hell we're going. I don't know who's (laughs) lying to us or whatever, but I'm excited for what the MCU. This is as much as I like, it gives me the similar feelings of how I felt when I watched Iron Man and I got to the end credits and I saw, you know, Samuel Jackson, who I knew as the, character model that they based it on the ultimate like in the comic books they based the black uh Nick Fury off of Sam so when i saw him as the character i lost my shit when he said avengers initiative and then years later i got an avengers movie setting up thanos like what the fuck like yeah my w- world turned upside down and now you know it started when i was in high school you know i'm, I'm entering my 30s so uh, <laughs> there's such a big part of my life that's now uncertain and it feels right so <laughs> I'm it feels
0: so right <laughs> I know that's what like I keep mentioning this, but like for people who weren't like on the MCU train like back when it first started, like there was a little bit of uncertainty when it started, but the second we got after Avengers, the first Avengers movie, and we got Thanos, like in the end credits, you knew, like we knew Yeah. We didn't know how long it was gonna take or like how (laughs) many movies (laughs) or how many characters we're gonna introduce, but we knew that they were setting up for infinity stones and like we knew and we we had like 10 years basically to sit and watch and go to the theaters and anticipate and like you know we knew it was gonna come in the end we just didn't know how we're gonna get there now we're at a time in the mcu where we don't know where things are headed at all we're we have no, we have like a plan of content and like we know what's coming out in the next like year or two but we don't know what the next like big major theme is and that is what is so exciting for mcu fans is because like that's what we want and that's what we're waiting for i mean i shared on twitter today because today that the day that we're recording is the like is the like release date of infinity war and endgame because oh, they man. did them exactly a year apart yeah. um and somebody posted like the <laughs> it was like the reaction to the on-your-left scene in Endgame where, like, mm. the portals start opening up and, like, the whole theater is just, like, screaming. Like, God, like, that's... I, I love being an MCU fan for moments like that and I just can't wait until we have some inkling to, like, what's happening next, you know? I feel so, yeah. like, I don't know. Uh, nobody knows. getting weird.
1: It's gonna be weird. We're gonna have Blade and we're gonna have Moon Knight. <laughs> <laughs> like what's happening? She's crazy.
0: She's crazy. Oscar um, Isaac's gonna be
1: in it. It's so crazy. Ugh, that I love that.
0: I love it. Um. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and do a little uppercut, little boost here, and <laughs> um. Yeah. So the snap is a product of Uppercut, which is a games and media site devoted to punching up through high quality content that focuses on highlighting marginalized voices and great criticism. You can find us on all social media at Uppercut Crit and uppercutcrit.com. If you want to hang out with us or various friends to chat about the snap and more, you can join our Discord server. The link will be in the show notes. And if you enjoy the show, please be sure to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever else you get your podcasts. Um, Mario, where can people find you on the internet?
1: Uh you can find me at twitter.com slash that Rivera. You can also find me at YouTube.com slash that Rivera. I'll be posting a lot more there.
0: Love that. And as always, you could find me on Twitter at Oakala. Um, thank you for listening to the snap. The next episode. Um, hold on. I'm trying to think, actually. As we have Loki coming out, so I'm gonna be doing those, and then we have Black Widow, but I also have a special episode going to be coming out Ooh. and i don't know the the timeline on that so i'm not going to say what's coming next um but you will find out and um but until then thanks for listening and we'll see you in a blip